Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Hello, it's Rich Langton here and welcome to another episode of the Hillsong Creative Podcast. We've got a great episode coming up. It's an, it's a uh, conversation for those aspiring songwriters amongst us. But I think many of us can, uh, can be encouraged by it and can take away some good stuff from this conversation. Before we get into it, though... Uh, I just wanted to encourage you around the book of Hebrews and a scripture that I was reading just this morning. You know, it talks about the faithfulness of God. And I don't know where you find yourself, but I need to be reminded of God's faithfulness sometimes. And um, in Hebrews 10, it talks about holding firm to the hope that we have because God is faithful. And so for you today, I don't know, as I said, where you find yourself, but I really want to encourage you to hold firm to the hope we have. Why? Because God is faithful. In uh, the message version, it puts it like this in Hebrews 10, 22. It says, so let's do it. I love that. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going because he always keeps his word. He always keeps his word. So together, let's do it, hey? Let's keep a firm grip on the promises of God. Why? Because he's faithful. And you know, if you're in a good time right now, remember the faithfulness of God. But if you're struggling right now, if you are, you know, under the circumstances of life, don't worry. Keep a firm grip on the promises of God because he is faithful and he will see you through it. Anyways, on to today's conversation. As I said, it's for inspiring songwriters and it's a conversation that Hannah Hobbs had, who is one of our worship leaders and songwriters in our city location here in Sydney. Hannah was speaking to Ellie Limebear, who's a singer, songwriter, and you probably you know know who she is and know her songs. She's got an album out right now, um, which is actually awesome. I listen to it quite a bit. Um, but she's also, you know, the claim to fame is that she's Martin Smith's daughter, um, which is pretty awesome. The daughter of um, you know Delirious front frontman, um, the awesome worship band who have inspired many and over the years and continue to do that. Um, but yeah, Ellie is a singer-songwriter in her own right. Her album is called Lost in Wonder, and she has a lot of wisdom and experience and really is living the singer-songwriter life. And so I think you'll be encouraged by her. And then also, Hannah speaks with Charlotte Adele, who's also a songwriter, producer, artist, and part of our team here in Sydney. She wrote on our new Young and Free album out here on a Friday where it began. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation, as I said. We'll jump into it now. And I will talk to you soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hillsong Creative Podcast. It's good to be here all together. I have two wonderful women here with me today. First of all, we have uh, the infamous Charlotte Adele joining us here today on the podcast. Can you say hi to everyone, Charlotte? Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. This is so fun. And then, of course, Ellie Limebear is here on the call today. Hi, Ellie. What is happening? 
Well, hello. Lovely to see you, to hear from you. This is fun. (laughs) This is so much fun. I feel like if there's anyone listening right now to this podcast, um, there's a solid chance that you haven't met any of us before. Maybe one, (laughs) maybe two, maybe none. So first of all, I'll introduce myself. My name's Hannah Hobbs and I am one of the pastors on team at, at Hillsong Church, a part of the creative team. And I'm excited to be here with you guys today. I am also a songwriter. I lead worship in our church. Um, And, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm a budding music producer. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) Ellie's been subject to some of my, a number of my demos, and I'm embarrassed about it. We're going to move on. Charlotte, talk about yourself. (laughs) Tell us who you are, just in case. So yeah, I'm Charlotte, um, to everyone who doesn't know me on this podcast listening in, and I'm a producer slash songwriter slash I'm also working on my artist project currently. (laughs) Yes. So mostly, mainly I've been uh, producing for other people recently, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I feel like people need to know that you're also part of Hillsong Young and Free, and you were a writer and producer on our most recent project. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, yeah, recently wrote with Hillsong Young and Free, which was one of the best weeks of my life to date. <laughs> one of the most enjoyable writing sessions. So, yeah, I was um, pro- co-wrote and produced um, on one of the tracks, House of the Lord. So good. It's, it's a good song. We like it. Um, okay, and Ellie, what about you? Can you just... Give people a little context. Who are you? Where are you from? What's going on? Tell us a condensed life story. (laughs) Who am I? Hello, everyone. My name is Ellie Limebear, and I am an artist, songwriter, sort of thing. (laughs) But I live in Brighton in the UK by the seaside. Um, I'm married to Tom. I'm literally about to pop out a baby any moment, but here we are. Um, if we can say it's actually your due date correct. right now, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, so who knows what could happen right now. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just a friend. I love a big bowl of pasta. I love, I love the UK. I love traveling, singing. I love, I love the church, but um, that, that is me really. Mm. I love it. So good. Okay, so hopefully you know us, all three of us, a little bit better now. And we have a title for our podcast today. And that title is, hopefully I get it right, Artist plus Producer plus Songwriter equals what? Question mark. Dun, dun, dun. And so we just thought we'd have a little chat about this today. I think um, there's so many people, obviously, who are on this like creative pursuit to um, learn how to express their creativity and particularly when it comes to our faith and our love for God I think all of us we're trying to um, you know find unique ways to write about and create music that kind of reflects this ultimate creator that we love and worship and serve and so I love that each of us are here today because I guess we all we're all similar but then I'm sure all of us at different journeys in each of those topics Um, and so I guess my first kind of question would go to you Ellie like when it come when it came to that moment where you transitioned from okay I sing in church I grew up in church um, I'm from a musical family but actually 
I'm going to step out and start to create my own music. How did that initial transition first happen for you? Yeah, because honestly, I didn't, I, I didn't have the dream when I was younger to do this. Like I didn't grow up thinking like one day, you know, when dad sets down, I'm going to do music or whatever. So I really didn't think I would be doing mm -hmm. this and I didn't, um, yeah, it's kind of, I still find it surprising Like, oh my goodness, this is what I get to do. And it's so, um, it's such a gift and I can't believe I'm getting to do it. But it really was all the Lord opening all the doors, the doors of my heart, but also just opportunities. Um, roundabout in 2017 um I and I wasn't expecting it I was like planning to be a photographer I set up my own business I was doing this I love being mm -hmm. at home <laughs> I you know I I loved seeing what dad has done like over the years with Delirious and traveling and doing his own music but I was like oh he's done that I don't I don't need to do that <laughs> can I just be at home and mm -hmm. live you know live a little life and just serve and do photos but then the Lord as he does you know puts the spanner in the works <laughs> and just really spoke yes. so directly yeah. to me in 2017 and just he did just open doors left right and center and I couldn't believe it and so it kind of has rippled from then I guess years and years and what is amazing though what I love about God is that I can now look back and see all the times he really has spoken to me about this, but I've literally just like shoved it down. I'm like, nah, too scared or like probably right. not my thing or someone else can do that or <laughs> do you know what I mean? But actually I can see throughout right. my life from a really young girl, really little girl where people would have spoken over me and given me pictures or words and, you know, old and young throughout church and traveling with, you know, dad and the fam over the years. It's like, oh, I can see God prompting me <laughs> from a little girl, but I was just not having any of it. So I'm glad <laughs> at last yeah. I kind of let, you know, let go and was like, fine, like you, you steer this shit because I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to write songs. I don't know um, what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I didn't have any songs to ready to show anyone so it's kind of been a fun journey and accepting like no this is actually what God's call on my life is and I'm gonna jolly well do the best job I can um even amongst fear even amongst yeah uncertainty and doubt but um but this is what I get to do and I'm I'm so grateful and I love it and so it's definitely been yeah a transition <laughs> over the years for sure yeah so like on a practical note so you I guess like what I'm hearing tell me if I'm right but like there was almost like an element of reluctance in you yeah. initially when it came to all of this stuff like you knew like obviously your your family was musical your dad is super like I mean we can't even go there <laughs> it's too major um, but he's, he's, he's a prophetic and iconic kind of leading song, songwriter and worship leader in the church and has been for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're kind of like, it's not for me. It's not mm -hmm. for me. And then it shifts. Mm -hmm. And so how often are you kind of returning to that first kind of turning point for you? Like how often are you needing to remind yourself God, I know why I'm doing this. I remember when you spoke to me, like, is it all the time? Is it never? No, it is frequent actually, because I've got to remind myself that, oh no, this is, this is your plan. This is not me just like 
doing this and that and going here. It's like, no, actually you've, God, you really have opened every single door and like shut the doors that mm -hmm. need to be shut. And um, the things that I wake up thinking about or the song I do, it's like, that is all from you. And I just need to remind myself and go back to that time. Especially when I'm like right. fearful about artist stuff or like, oh, I don't know, you know, don't have clarity about things. Or like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> or, right. You know, yeah. but actually to go back to that time, like, no, you spoke to me. I did hear your mm -hmm. voice. I, mm -hmm. you did shift something in me that, that evening. And so good. I believe you. And so I'm going to go wherever you're, you're taking me because <laughs> this is, this is so you and not me. So yes, I love <laughs> I'm, it. I'm following. I love it. I, um, I really love that. I have to tell you guys this just for a bit of context with Charlotte, Charlotte, I met you, do you think it was about, I'm going to say maybe four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It was about four years ago. Yeah. And a friend at church, a mutual friend, um, came up to me and said, he works in like the music, um, kind of publishing side of church. And he came up to me and said, Hey, you've got to meet this girl, Charlotte. Like she works at like a local studio nearby. She's been coming to church and, um, the one thing that struck me about you when I first met you is you had this like kind of um, like, you know, just this con kind of uh, overwhelming passion for God. You, and you, you are and you were so hungry for the things of God. I remember you just being like, I want to, you know, I want to learn more. I want to be a part of this. I just want you would come and sit in sisterhood. Um, I remember that a couple of times like you were just keen you were keen. Keen, always. <laughs> <laughs> and so the other thing that I would love for people to know about you is you're also a very keen learner when it comes to all things music and production. You're super hungry and you're super teachable and you're super up for just being around. And like you have worked in studios as like kind of an audio engineer and audio assistant. Is that right? For a lot of years. Um, I remember you telling me that you would uh, try and barter with the senior engineers in the studio. So you would say, hey, I'll come and assist you on this, but then can you show me how to do this? Or can you let me have time in the studio? Yeah, literally, that, was, <laughs> that is how I got by when I first moved in Sydney. Yes. And so I love that about you. And I wondered, like, could you talk a bit about like your learning process? Like, how do you learn? Another thing I have to say is like you get up in the middle of the night and do beat competitions. Like, who are you? I don't even know anyone in the world who does that except you. But you get up, you, you do a bunch of stuff to get better at your craft. Can you tell me like where that kind of fire comes from? Yeah, so I think with production, it's like a rabbit hole. So when you start and you see all the music that's out there and all of the inspiration around you, you just get really excited and you just want to learn how to do that. How is that done? And so that's really where it comes from for me is when I, the root of me actually getting interested in more the audio side, I'm sorry, like the production side of music was listening to really great like songs that were sonically great. Do you know what I mean? Like they were mixed to perfection and things are moving mm. out like reverbs and all of these things. And I remember that randomly happening to me when I was like about 17, just in Melbourne on the tram, listening to a Lana Del Rey song because her, mm. 
I forget which album is her like born to die album was just mixed so well yeah I was like how is this happening so it actually kind of sparked through mixing and then through that I wanted to kind of learn about what these things were how did you make music sound incredible so then it like led into production as well naturally mixing and production go hand in hand so I think yeah that's where my passions came from is just all the amazing music out there all the music that I wanted to make personally from my own creativity so yeah that's probably where that's where it stemmed from it's so cool. We we have this like amazing um, artist at, at, that's a part of our team, our, our church here in Sydney. And um, when I say he's a part of the team, he actually just really comes to hang out and be part of the community. Um, he's, he's really well known. Um, he's like a kind of, what would you say, like prolific oil painter. And um, he tells this amazing story about like when he was in art school, like in his early twenties. And there was this um, girl, woman who would sit next to him every day. And he says, she was so much more naturally talented than me. I can't even explain how good she was. She would do the most lifelike portraits um, and it would just blow everyone's mind. And I knew I wasn't as good as her, but the difference between the two of us is, you know, now 30 years later, he has this kind of thriving career as an artist and she doesn't paint anymore or she does for fun, but she was never able to, um, you know, basically turn it into a living. He's able to make a living as an artist. And he says, I attribute that to discipline and hard work. Like I, I knew I wasn't the best, but I'm up for working hard enough to be the best, even if I don't have the natural talent. That's so good. How good is that? I feel like you kind of, you kind of need that drive with music production, because let me tell you, there have been times in my music production journey where I was in such a dark place where the plugin that I was trying to install, why does every plugin have a different process to install? Like I, I have been, my soul has been downcast over a plugin more than once. (laughs) I know exactly how you mean, like when you can't install it or the serial number's not there, like (laughs) there's so many roadblocks. I'm not a big confrontational person, but I have had fights with like customer service representatives at plug-in places being like, just help me, tell me how to do it. Like how? It's so hard. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I can't imagine you angry, Hannah. I can't imagine you like <laughs> it's it takes a lot, you know, but when it happens, it's really like it's really a lot. I find it it's probably more stressful for me than anyone else. But anyway. <laughs> um all that to say, you know, hard work, it's a big deal. Discipline and dil- diligence. Do you guys have any like kind of wisdom on that side of things? I don't know, Ellie, like when it comes to just getting the job done. Do you have any tips, mm. wisdom, thoughts? Gosh, with just music stuff. Just any, anything, even your writing, your like rehearsing for, you know, like worship nights that you do. Do you have like a, a level of like, we're going to keep pushing to make this good? Like what's your kind of stance on kind of, I guess I'm talking about like work ethic, habits, that kind of yeah. stuff. That's a great question. 
Um, gosh. Well, I think sometimes I feel like my character can go like two ways sometimes. Like half of me, I can be like, oh, it will be fine. Like, it's all good. We're, you know, this this is going to work out. <laughs> like That's like probably like my mum's side coming out where she's like, J let's just, it, we'll wait and see. Like, surely the technical things we're going to, you know, let's pray now and let's, all the technical things are going to work out. I like <laughs> it. Or, I like it. You know, just, it's like, let's not worry. She, like, you know, there's no point worrying about things or blah, blah, blah. Things are going to come through. And then the, there's, I definitely have the other side of me where my dad is like, right, bish, bash, bosh, bish. <laughs> like, he's very ordered and just, um, so is a mum that, you know, both, bit of both, but just like the excellence that he has, like even doing sets and he's really crafts things. And, yeah. Um, so I think I, I feel like I really do mash between those two of it's okay to not um, worry a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And to be nitpicky almost, but also it's really helpful to have that as well when you're yeah, planning stuff and for songs, finishing songs. It's like there's definitely songs that you need to really dive in and go through every single lyric and melody and just like really tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and then there's been other songs that I'm like I actually don't want to touch it at all because how it was written and the atmosphere and what happened in that session or in that moment I don't even want to go near it yeah you know, because I remember how it made me feel so good and what I experienced it so I definitely have this um flip-flop of let's yeah let's get into the nitty-gritty of different things but also like oh actually there's something really beautiful about not do you know I mean diving yeah. in <laughs> sometimes not messing just, with it yeah just leaving it be but um I don't think that what I've just said has got anything to do with work ethic but that's no no that's <laughs> cool I like that I think there's like an element of like uh flexibility in creativity that if you are not flexible I mean it's going to send you nuts, right? Because like you can have these ideas in your mind, like we're going to do this by then or, and I know like some of my friends who are more kind of ordered in their personality, mm. that's been their biggest struggle, like diving into any creative community is like, oh, I thought it was going to be like this, but it turned out like this. And you almost have to have that like give and take, like we, we just got to go with the flow here and see what happens. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Like, How about you, Charlotte? Yeah, what do you, tell us your tricks. Are you working all day, every day? Like, tell me things. Talk to the people. I bought a picture was when I first started, I used to work nonstop. It was like crazy. Like, we used to work till like 3 a.m. most nights. Like, just was obsessed with it. These days, I've kind of slowed down and I've found my rhythm and my groove. So like these days, my work ethic is each day just writing down what I want to do today and then just crossing it off my whiteboard. And um, so that's what I do like to get things done each day. But then generally to like practice and get better, I will challenge myself to just, you know, write three instrumentals or three, you know, three beats per week minimum. Mm -hmm. And then um, in terms of songwriting, at least, you know, yeah, three little piano 
voice notes, like little singing voice notes, because how I work now is I found, as I said, like I found my rhythm. So what I'll do is I'll go to my keyboard and just write some music if I like something and then listen to it a few days later and see which one I'm like, damn, that was good. Um, But all the other approach I'll take is I'll produce something and then maybe sing some gibberish over it and then revisit it later. So I don't get too obsessed with finishing every single song that I start, but mostly I try to get ideas down and then revisit it to complete it. Cause at the end of the day, it is like a lot of effort to finish a song. So I'd rather be finishing songs that I think have a potential than just like trying to finish everything that I start, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Saying that I do think it is really important to finish what you start if you're passionate about it, even if you don't really think it's going in the best place. Like I still just will finish it just to be like, okay, at least I've seen it through and it was terrible. (laughs) It's good. What do you, what do you think the biggest misconception is from people about making music? Like what's one thing, like, I mean, not, not necessarily other musicians and writers but like what do you think what do you think the big misconception is about what it would be like to be a songwriter or what it would be like to be an artist or producer what do you wish people knew oh maybe for me probably that not everything we make is really great like a lot of things I'm a lot of things I make are like not that great and I'm and I think it's also as you do it more and more, you find out your quality gets better. Like I listen back to old demos and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't believe I sent that to people to listen to, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's all part of it. So <laughs> judge yourself, just, just see it through. I, I think like a, yeah, probably a misconception would probably be like the hustle, like the hustle culture, like you're always working. And if you're not working, you're lazy and um, other people are going to get ahead of you. Cause that's like a big culture with, like music in general like the music industry but I'm I think things are changing where it's more like that's not the epitome of like you know success and working hard working working but it's okay Mm -hmm. to take days off and to like rest and then come back and revisit songs so probably those two things I would say yeah it's cool that's good I'd also say like it's not always fun like (laughs) I love fun. Same. <laughs> and the majority of, like, I love writing songs and singing, but it's it's not always fun. There is an element of, wow, you do really have to work hard to get the the gold sometimes. And yeah. it is, it doesn't just come naturally sometimes. And it's not just going to land in your play sometimes. Maybe it does for people, but it's not always like, woo! yeah let's just like write yes (laughs) or let's just go like sing like 100 songs back to back it's like yeah it is work and it can be tiring um I know it's like a different job to everything else I know that um and maybe people listen like oh I wish you know easy for you to say but (laughs) it is it can be so fun but it also can be not so fun yeah yeah (laughs) do you you mean what would you say Han yeah I was thinking like it would be pretty much a mixture of those two things like I remember 
I think I just have realized in recent years, like you just have to work a lot. Like you work a lot, you write a lot of songs, you make a lot of music. I think say 10 years ago when I was writing, I was writing a song and sending it off and just waiting for everyone to be like, that is amazing. One song and just waiting for like a month to hear back about that one song. <laughs> and now I feel like I've realized kind of, I guess, again, what Charlotte was saying, like you might write 10 songs and find one good song. Like you might write, I don't know, like Ellie, you and I have written a bunch in the last year or so. And it's like, of all the songs we've written, there's probably like a couple of standouts mm-hmm. of the bunch. And totally. that, that is totally fine. Like it's not yeah. something to be weirded out about. or fi- Like you don't have to throw all of your um, expectations on every single song. Like, totally. And that if you write five songs, but it leads to a really good sixth song, then that is a great outcome. And I think when I was first like standing on the altar at a youth camp, feeling like that call of God towards writing songs, I probably thought the process was a little bit more direct. Hmm. You know, like you write a song and then it's just amazing. When it's really probably more like you write 50 and there might be an amazing song (laughs) in the mix. (laughs) And I really, I mean that, like, I'm not using an exaggerated example. Like I feel like Mm. at least that's how it's been for me. I know there are some exceptions to that for sure, but I guess it's an amalgamation of both of your answers. Um, Okay, so I guess like as we kind of draw towards the end of our little chat, I'm just wondering like what would you guys want to say if there's a budding producer or songwriter or – and I I think as well, especially someone who – deep down knows, hey, I've got more in me, I've got some songs in me, or I know that I'm called to step out a bit more and create some music or whatever it might be. They feel the call of God on their lives to do things, but they haven't really stepped into it yet. I don't know, what would you guys want to encourage people with today and say to them? What would I say? I think if you feel the call, I think it's always good to tell someone that you really trust mm-hmm. and who you really um, know that whatever you're going to say, they're not going to freak out or s- say, that's crazy or yeah. anything like that. But actually a really trusted friend just to talk to about it. I know for me, when the Lord spoke to me so directly about doing artistry and going more into music, it was so helpful to just chat with Tom now my husband we were dating back then but Mm -hmm. just to talk and just process well I'm an external processor anyway so same same (laughs) sorry husbands (laughs) literally (laughs) but just to like process and talk about and um I don't know if you know if, if you're listening and you're like oh no I feel the call to be an artist or write whatever but I'm sure there have been times over your life where the Lord has whispered to you or um, someone said something or you just remember little moments. And I would say just pray that those things, that, that God will reveal them again. Like mm-hmm. we, we're humans, we forget things. We can like skip over things or think that wasn't important or necessary. But actually God is continually speaking to us throughout since we were in our mother's womb, you know, that there's so many little notes and little things that he 
I find it like a little treasure hunt. Yeah. But it's like almost going back over the treasure hunt and like, oh, okay, like that's, you were doing that. You you brought that person in my life to um, speak like that or say that comment or I don't know. But just, I would just ask the Lord just to say like, I'll just reveal those things again, like solidify mm-hmm. those things in my heart. Um just to know that this is what you want me to do. or This is like something, it's not just a nice idea, but like solidify this in me, Lord. Like, yeah. um, and you open the doors. Like I'm gonna work, I'm gonna continue to write or craft or get together with other people and co-write, show people my ideas. But Lord Jesus, would you be the one that just steers this thing? Because yeah. you know best and, um, and yeah, and have fun with it too. Just like get together with people, make music, do demos, do <laughs> stay up late, wake up early, go to the park. I don't know, whatever you makes you come alive. Like do those things and just watch God just like kind of unravel yeah. the gifts in you. And yeah, I guess I'd say that. I was gonna say, do you have like a um, do you have a record? of the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life like do you keep a I journal do. or something i have like a little prophecy book cool that i'll just like keep keep topped up and and it's so great because i do forget you know sometimes i'm like yeah oh why <laughs> what's going on you know like <laughs> so dramatic and then just simply flicking through this little yellow book of mine just like oh god sorry yeah Hmm. okay back here we're doing this together this I'm not on my own we're doing this together you've spoken this over me when I was seven years old Mm -hmm. and then you said this to me last year and Mm -hmm. um so I do find that quite helpful actually just to not think that it's just your own thoughts you know yeah I love that what about you Charlotte yeah Yeah, like like exactly exactly what you said Ellie Ellie. like I I love love that yeah, yeah, you, you look, look back, back on what God has done to kind of like stand upon that. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah the, what, what I would do, th- my, my advice for people would to be first and foremost build a foundation. Because, um, obviously, going into the music industry is not the easiest of industries. You have to really have a solid foundation beneath you, um, whether that be what God has spoken to you, scriptures. Um, prophecies, all of those sort of things, keep that as your foundation. And I would say to also have have joy and be excited as well. Mm. And also ask the question, why not? You know, when things seem really out of reach and really um, just absolutely not able to do, you know, just be like, why not? With, with God, it's possible. So yeah. also, also like some, some good advice I'm like telling to myself is to keep letting the Holy Spirit refresh you and keep letting the Holy Spirit be in your heart because easily just real talk things can get into your heart and you can kind of steer away from maybe what once was your pure intentions. So I probably have that as the Holy Spirit. Let let the Holy Spirit just keep checking in to refresh you because you will get weary on this journey and that's okay. But yeah, when you have that solid foundation, you know what you're meant to do. You know that God is with you. Um, I don't know. I just believe that with that, like you're unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So good. good. How about for you, Han? 
Oh, oh, I I found such joy in like being diligent with this thing that I felt like from a really young age, like I was standing at a Hillsong Youth Conference when I was 13, just six months ago, I'd started following Jesus. I didn't grow up in a Christian family or anything. So it was all new to me. And I showed up to like a youth conference. I didn't even know what a youth conference was. And I had my like electric, I don't know why I had my electric guitar and my amp. <laughs> and I like, <laughs> I'm, I'm there and they, we have this worship session and I'd never ex- even experienced, um, you know, like an open altar where people just pray for each other ministry time. It was my first real, you know, experience of being a part of ministry time. And this pastor came over to me and laid hands on me and really spoke a prophetic word of my life about wow. um, having like the heart of David and being a writer, someone that helps articulate um, songs and sounds and melodies to the Lord. And um, I can honestly say that it feels like a calling to me. Like it's not, mm. it, it, it's not just been like, oh, maybe I'll just try and write songs or maybe I'll work at church. It's like at the heart and core of it, for me, I feel this sense of calling um, and that I'm honoring something that God placed inside of me. And so I have, especially in the last couple of years, like just rediscovered such a sense of joy in honoring the gift. And I, I joked before about the uh, plugins thing, but even in the hard work and trying to figure all those things out, it's been a super practical journey there. But like, I, I would just encourage anyone who's listening in to just find the joy in learning and discovering mm. um, how to do things in a new and fresh way and do it to honor what you feel like God has placed in your heart. Like I've tried to quit songwriting so many times before and thank God for good husbands and good friends. Cause so many times I've walked in to see my husband. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. And he's like, cool. Let me know when you're done. And, (laughs) but he, he's actually always been such a huge encouragement to me. Like I almost feel like at times his, his, like revelation about what was on my life was stronger than what I believed at certain times in my mm-hmm. life. And it kept me on course um, or reminded, it was a good reminder. And so anyway, just, I would encourage people to find those kind of people, whether it's a spouse, great, find a spouse who loves the call of God on your life, but also friends and people who will speak courage into that. And right up until this week, I have called friends those people, people a little further down the track, even just this week and said, Hey, I need, I need some help. What do you think? This is what I'm thinking, you know, and they keep you on track. They just kind of go, maybe just keep going that way. Um, so just invite those people into your life along the way. But yeah, I feel like really grateful to be able to honor that thing that I feel like Hmm. God, God placed in my heart, you know, totally. Yeah, we need your songs, Hannah Hobbs. Please don't stop writing. Thank not, you. Not going to stop. Just being honest, Please. though. Every now and then. <laughs> it's like, is this too hard? Let, oh, let's so let's all keep going. Let's, let's, should we do that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I feel like we can kind of leave it there, but maybe let's pray for people who are listening in yes. today. And so I'll just pray quickly and then we'll go. And also thank you guys. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Charlotte, for being on this podcast. Loved it. Love a little chin wag with the the ladies. Come on. (laughs) It's good. It's good. (laughs) 
All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you um, so much for everyone who's listening in today, wherever they are, um, wherever they're they're tuning in. God, we pray um, just for your blessing over people today. God, we pray that um, you would take anything that's been spoken today and put courage in people, um, remind them of the the thing that you've called them to God, whether it's to just help articulate the greatness of who you are, help to tell the story of your unconditional love, God, whatever it might be. Um, I just pray, ultimately we pray together that you put courage in people today and Lord, um, help them, strengthen them to keep pressing in and pressing on and diving in deep to the calling that you've placed on their lives. And Father, we love you. We thank you for this time that we've had together. And we just commit these girls to you, all three of us. We commit ourselves. And then anyone who's listening in, we, we commit our lives to you today and just thank you for the opportunity we have in this life to serve you and honor you. We love you, Father. We worship you today. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope that it, hope that it's really useful to you. If the podcast is useful and helpful to you, if you're enjoying it, then I'd love to invite you to share it on social media or maybe to text it, you know, share a link with a friend. Uh, if you tag Hillsong Creative at Hillsong Creative, uh, maybe we'll repost you, I don't know. <laughs> and if, you, uh, if you're not yet subscribed, let me just take this opportunity to Uh, invite you to do that as well you'll get notified of new episodes whenever they're released also if you haven't heard we've launched a brand new podcast called the praying through the bible with hillsong creative it's designed to help you get more out of the word of god in your daily life so i'd encourage you to search hillsong creative or praying through the bible subscribe to that one too and of course obviously rate it and let us know how you're enjoying that one too well thanks again for being part of us and with us on the journey and we'll talk to you next time